What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And man, I gotta apologize to you, fine ladies and gentlemen, and however you identify yourself across the, across the web, across the nations, across the world. Uh, last week, should we just tell them, Gert? Should we just straight up tell them? I think we should just be honest. We, <laughs> we, we just, just forgot to record, man. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to pull excuses out here, but I was super tied up for the first like 60% of my day up until like 6 o'clock p.m. And then after that, usually we have the podcast just recorded and done. So in that time frame, I just wasn't thinking. And then 11.30 hits and I'm like, oh my God, we haven't recorded a podcast. I texted Gert and he was yeah. like, uh... And so yeah, we're... We didn't. We uh, didn't upload last week, and this yeah, week, I mean, I mean, we're delayed, obviously. Um, but this week, I had an absolute busy day yesterday, and around thirty minutes before we were going to record the podcast, my SSD, which if you guys don't know, is the hard drive in your computer that has Windows on it, blah blah blah, all that stuff, it died. So I had to go get a new SSD. Had to reformat my computer. We're back. Computer's running better than ever. So, as far as technical errors, well, this should be the last time we have technical errors for a long time. Hopefully. Hope. On my end, anyway. I don't know about Garrett's end, but... My computer could die any day. Yeah. And I'm, I'll am i stick by that. Uh, But yeah, last week, same with... Usually I text you in the morning. I just had a lot of school stuff that morning, so I forgot to text you. And if I don't text you in the morning, it's it's chalked, right? Yeah, it's right. Like if I don't like, I usually te- I usually would text you about what nine ten every Thursday morning. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to record here? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Like, I, I had stuff going on, so I forgot. And then, like I said, that's that was it. So yeah, that was just forty five. About ten forty five that night before you texted me, I realized, and I was like, it's just too late. <laughs> like we, it's just because we've recorded late before, and I knew it was not good. So I was just like, I'm just gonna let this one go. If he texts me, text me. I just, it's just, it's, it's chalked. Yeah. And then, yeah, this week, this week we were going to record late anyways, because that was like the only time we had, because I'd come to Lexington and Mac was going to see Dr. Strange, jealous of him. Dope movie, uh, so by we the way. we were going to record late. Yep. We're going to record like what? A, 11 year time, midnight Lexington time. Yeah. Which is late already. And then his SSD went out and we were just like, nah, we'll just, we'll just record tomorrow. Yeah. Because I had midnight to- and. I had to go down to the office and put Windows on a flash drive. If you're a computer nerd, you know exactly how struggling it is to reformat a PC when you're using a completely new hard drive. Because you can't just use the reformat settings inside of Windows because you don't have Windows because you can't launch your computer because the hard drive's broke. So, uh, yeah, shout out iBuyPower for giving me the absolute shittiest SSD ever, an A-Data Swordfish. Um, This thing is... This thing is not good. However, they did are they are sending me a new one, and it is going to be a Western Digital Black, which is probably the most reputable reputable brand of SSDs. So I'm going to have two of them bitches in my PC now. So, that oh, is, baby, uh, come on. That's enough cursing for this early on in the podcast. All right, guys. So, what's up, Press Breaker Podcast? Coming at you on a Friday this time. Um, usually we record on Thursday, upload on Friday, but you know we just went over it, so. Uh, weather outside 
not good, man. Gross. These trees are getting very sideways. It's very windy, and the sky is very dark because it is indeed storming. Has been storming all day, but you know whatever. We regain. Um, but yeah, let's just let's just dive right into it, man. Um, let's do it, dude. So we kind of have to recap everything because we missed a week. So and everything ended. Yeah. And has restarted again. So. Everything everything has I'm ended. To go back. Um but the Raptors, we'll talk I'll talk about that real quick while Garrett's gathering his thoughts. Raptors made it a series, man. Uh Scotty Barnes playing games 4 and 5 when he really shouldn't have been because of his injury, but hey, he said he felt fine. Uh, everything came back clear. So it turns out in the end it was the right decision to come back. Um he made it he made it a series, man. They pushed the Sixers to six games. And you know, it it was almost seven, but you know, unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, Scotty Barnes and Chris Boucher were in very big foul trouble. That's been a long time since then, so I might be wrong. But um But yeah, Joel Embiid doing normal Joel Embiid things. Uh he pretty much dominated that game six. Um, along with James Harden coming in, having a fantastic game. And it's really sad. It's really sad that James Harden is not James Harden anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh he's quite the shell of himself and yeah. you don't really notice it until you go yeah. look at the box scores and you see uh mm-hmm. oh what did uh Jalen Rose say this shots look as uh, shot mm. charts look like uh concert dates. Oh yeah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they do though. It's just every time dude, he has I don't think he's had an efficient night since he got to Philly, to be honest with you. I really don't think he has. Oh, I mean he probably has. He he's definitely just, he's definitely had just, an efficient night. I don't know, dude. It seems like every time I look at it, he's just he's all over the place. Yeah. It's, but He's still James Harden, right? Like he could easily still, pull out the forty, fifteen, hard. and ten if he needed. He's still like that guy, but it's hard to believe that he's thirty-one years old, maybe even thirty-two now. I'm not too sure, but man, that that is just crazy to me because it's just it's just sad seeing the people that you know. I won't say we grew up watching because James Harden really got good when we were around like what fourteen, fifteen years old. Um, yeah, sometimes high school. I'm not gonna say growing up watching, but you know the people, the people that we admired in school. I'll say in school, they're kind of they're just getting old, man. And the next generation is coming in, and I think that's honestly, if you could summarize this one playoffs in a in a phrase, I think it's a passing the torch kind of playoffs. Yep. Because yeah, we still have these dominant teams that have been dominant, like the Bucks. you know? I'm not going to say Giannis is a young gun or anything. He's almost 30 years old at this point. Um, but, you know, his team is kind of the vet team, you know, going around bullying everybody. Then you have, like, the Sixers, who I know have Harden, but they also have Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, you know, people that are on the younger side. Um, and then, you know, you have, like, the Grizzlies and Ja Morant, who... You know, not exactly the greatest, uh, not exactly the greatest team around him, but he himself, him and Luka Doncic out there in the West, they're they're the ones doing it, man. Like, they are the two, it's pretty evident they're going to be the two premier Western Conference players, probably starting next year, I had to guess. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, I was we, trying to think of somebody to compare him to, but I can't. Yeah, you know, Luca's like going crazy, has been since his rookie year, going super crazy in the playoffs. Jaw's going super crazy in the playoffs, and you just get like old LeBron vibes, almost like LeBron first Cleveland vibes, because. Although, you know, the Mavericks do have, you know, the likes of uh, Davis Bertan, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, who, by the way, is going to get a bag this offseason. Jalen Brunson, I don't know what has gotten over him, but that <laughs> hey. dude is cracked. Uh, uh, somebody, this is really funny real quick before you keep going about Jalen Brunson. So against the Jazz, he averaged like 27 or 24 points a game against their perimeter defense. And against the Suns perimeter defense, he's averaged 11. And somebody said... Coin falling out of his pocket like Sonic rings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Uh, I, was like, I was like, not really, but kind of at the yeah, same time, just playing kinda. defense. Yeah, but I mean, it just, you know, to, to wrap it up, really, you know, you got Jordan Poole in Golden State. You know, you got Donovan Mitchell, who's still young. Um, and you've got the whole Timberwolves team, who is just super duper young, and Edwards. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, Carl Anthony Towns. Jesus, I don't know why. I, his name. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name, dude. I was thinking of Catherine. I swear, I was thinking of Catherine, and I don't know why. Blank. But uh, but Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you got the Kings, Darren Fox, all that out west. And then when you look at the Eastern Conference, you don't really have too many young guns coming up there. Uh, besides like the entire Raptors team. Um, you've got Tyler Hero on the Heat. Uh, you've got the Hawks and Trey Young, John Collins, Kevin Huerta. Um, you've got Hornets, Lamelo Ball, the Cavs. Actually, I w- there's a, a lot, lot of, of the East is young. A lot of the East is young, but it's not really like hard carry young players. It's no. more like young cores. Um, so I mean, Jaw and Luca, generational. Um, but but yeah, you know. Passing of the torch, I think, is the perfect way of describing the NBA playoffs this season. I agree with you. And real quick, while I was thinking about you talking about young players, and you know, I think the Raptors should make a heavy push for Duncan Robinson. I'm just gonna say that real quick. It's totally off topic. You think so? But uh, I know that the Heat want to get rid of him. Like he didn't even play the other night against Philly. I don't think. So, just saying. Hey, do you have a? Give a little shooting. Do you have like a hot water heater running in the background or something? I can hear like a hissing sound. Yeah, that's just the water in the apartment just moving. Oh wow! Just like, wait, hold on, just a second. I might be if I shut her bathroom door. Hold on, just a second. Okay. I just heard the door shut. What if we just never heard from Garrett again? He just locked himself in the bathroom forever. Is that better? Can you hear it now? Yeah, it, it's it's quieter. It's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, if you guys don't Sorry. know, Garrett's not in his normal spot. He's uh he's at his girlfriend's house, um, in in Lexington, whatever. Shout out to her for graduating, by the way. I haven't got to text her yet. I'll text yeah, her know, as soon right? as we're done with this. Uh, but Wait, I'm a week away. You're a week away. Oh yeah, you are a week away, huh? Yep. That's crazy, man. Yep. That's Dude, crazy. Didn't think I'd ever make it here. Yeah. Shouts to myself. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, so, in the East right now, we have one-seeded Miami going against number four, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, to be honest, I haven't caught much more than probably 15 minutes game time total in this series. Um, have you? Have you been watching? 
Dude, I've not really been watching anything. Ooh. I'll just check. I, I keep on my box scores, and that's how I keep up at this point. I've been so busy trying to get these last-minute assignments and stuff done. Yeah, that's true. I just don't Yeah, that, that's true. I don't I, I, I keep on my box scores, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm rolling with right now. Yeah, and I don't my clips. My, my Rob Perez clips is what, I, what I've yeah. been doing. Nice. Um, League alerts. If you, don't, if you don't follow them on Instagram, they're nice, too. They, uh, they post, like, clips of every game, whatever, like, as they happen. But, you know, Miami, like up 2-0. I'm not really for sure on, like, the averages here. Um, I do know Bam is playing extremely well in this series. Um, they play game three tonight. I don't know if Joel Embiid is playing, but Bam, we talked He's about not. we talked about how Bam was having a rough year, and really his rough year was only offensively. You know, defensively, he was still a powerhouse. Um, I think he was in probably top five conversations for DPOY. But, man, Bam is the man with the plan. And same with Jimmy Butler. I know I do not like Jimmy Butler whatsoever. He's been playing so good, though. But he has been. He has been playing extremely well, exceptionally well, even. And uh, if I can pull up the box score here for game two... If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he had 22, 12, and 6 in Game 2. Mm. An absolute colossal game from Jimmy Butler. And, you know, I talked about it. I don't know if we've said it on uh, on podcast, but I know I've said it off uh, off podcast. The efficiency of Miami's role players are what really set them over the edge. They've got P.J. Tucker, who, if I'm not mistaken, is shooting like 52.6% from three in the playoffs. He's not averaging a crazy amount of points or anything. He's not really doing anything but playing that good on-ball defense. But if you give him the ball in the corner, he is going to make the three. Like, like he is probably going to make the three. Uh, yeah, he's shooting 54.5% uh, from three this year. Nice. In the play playoffs, by the way. Nice. That's so. cool. Yeah, that's, that's um, dope. Also, I, I was going to say, when you said James Harden could still get you 40 earlier, I was waiting until we talked about this. I don't think he can anymore. Ooh. Because right now is the perfect time to do it with Joel out. And it's been Tyrese Maxey that's been getting the that's big fair. numbers and keeping that's the fair. games close. That's like, fair. This is his time to show up and do it. And he has scored 20 points in game two and he scored 16 points in game one. So I just hate to knock on players, man. Like I just feel like, oh, I got a notification. F one practice two started right now. Okay, but bro, Lando's helmet was so. Lando's sick, helmet that is, is the coolest very helmet cool. I've ever seen. That is a very cool Anyways. racing helmet. But yeah. Anyway, uh, the role players on Miami, their efficiency, you know, whatever they're doing, I think Miami. I think the X factor of Miami is the backcourt bench duo of Victor Oladipo and Tyler Hero. You have Tyler Hero, who is a straight bucket getter, can get, you know, in the lane, shoot the three, do whatever. And then you combine that with Victor Oladipo, who we know is a two-time All-Star or one-time All-Star. Um, I don't exactly know. Uh, somebody that should be starting, um, almost would be starting on almost every team in the NBA, and he comes out as the seventh man for Miami. That's yeah. insane. Comes out as the seventh man for Miami. He can lock up on defense. We know that. That's how he got prestigious. But he can also get you buckets as well. So it's like Miami just always has efficient and great players. On. Um, Kyle Lowry, however, my man, 
by MF Man. He is out, currently inactive. Uh, I'm not actually sure on his injury, like what it is. Uh, but what I do know is that he's out. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but I think it is important he gets back as soon as possible if Miami wants a shot at winning these finals. And the more I watch them, the more I think it is a legitimate they are a legitimate favorite to win the finals, I think. I think it will come down between them and the Suns, and I really hope it does. That's going to be a fantastic season. I think it will be, too. I just don't... I just don't know if Miami can beat the Bucks. to be honest with you. I just don't... You don't know. Well, here's the thing, man. I don't see it, dude. I don't see it yet. Perfect segue. It might not even be Milwaukee. That's it true. might be Boston. I forgot that the Celtics won the other day. It might be Boston, man. I, uh, I don't know. I kind of want Boston, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I do, too. I kind of want Boston. They were my first favorite NBA team until Danny Ainge destroyed the Big Four, and I lost all respect forever. Um, But, I mean, game two, it was it was really just, you know, the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown show, as it usually is. Shout out to Grant Williams, though, for the 21 bomb. Going hard. but I hate Grant Williams. Jason Tatum, another young generational talent that I was talking about earlier. Um, Jalen Brown has stepped it up in the playoffs. Jason Tatum was starting to pull ahead of him. Everybody was like, okay, Boston is Jason Tatum's team and Jason Tatum's team only. Jalen Brown's like, nah, y'all can't forget about me, man. So he drops the 30 bomb in game two. And Eric White, jeez, coming out with a big fat donut in 28 minutes of playing time. Luckily, though, he got four rebounds and five assists and a steal. But for zero points, five fouls, you had more fouls than points, man. Come on, he couldn't handle that starter spot, dude. That's Marcus Smart's spot. He couldn't fill the, he couldn't fill the void. Yeah. Um they need him back if they're gonna win the series. But how about how back. about Daniel Tice not getting played? Coach's decision. The old D N P C D did not play coach's decision. That is actually pretty wild because only uh six people played. Or seven people. Seven people played pretty much because I don't really count the two minute uh yeah. players right there. Didn't really hey, shout out Nick Stauskas though. I was thinking the same thing, dude. Shout out Nick Stauskas for getting back into the NBA minutes, dude. Yeah. Come uh, on. Yeah, I really, I really don't know how, but, you know, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. We're not going to talk about Nick Stauskas. Number one defense, man. And, you know, they have one of the best bucket getters in the league in Jason Tatum. You know, they have Time Lord holding down the paint, the anchor. And, hey, Al Horford turning the clock back with his defense. I don't know if you've seen clips on Twitter or have been watching the game, but... He is moving his feet on defense, man. He is getting in front of people. He is sealing off the lanes. And he's getting it done defensively. Which is something that you just don't expect. No, I I really, when he was in OKC and started doing, like, the player coach role for a little bit there, like Haslam, I thought that he was just done, right? I thought that was it. No more Al Horford. Um, And then he goes back to Boston, and he's, like, rejuvenated a little bit. Like, I never thought I'd see another Al Horford double-double ever again in my life, and there's been several this year. Yeah. Like, sure. he has been, he is pretty much right back to what he was most of the time when he was on the Celtics originally. Yeah. So I think that's that's kind of been the, like, a low-key X factor for them, because they didn't really have 
a consistent secondary big man to Tom Lord yeah. going into the season. So Yeah, I agree. Because we know Grant Williams just folds all the time yeah. for them. He and so yeah, they really he's been big for them. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm like for being good still. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, Giannis still blows my mind all the time. Like you see the Bucks from game two scored eighty six points. Giannis still had twenty eight, nine and seven. Like you j- it doesn't matter how much they lose by, he just does whatever anyways. And and what's crazy is I was just about to bring that up. Giannis, if I'm not mistaken, had four points shooting one of eleven from the field in the first half. It was something abysmally bad like that. And to come out and still drop twenty eight, nine and seven like in a playoff game after you have such a horrendous first half like that. Man, he's so great. He's so he great. And he might not have the team on him, you know, production-wise as last year. I know a lot of the names are the same, but the production just doesn't quite feel there. You know, they're missing George Hill. They're missing Chris Middleton. It might not be their year, but Giannis is going to try his damnedest to make it his year. And Absolutely. I, mean, I got nothing but respect for that, man. Uh, Drew Holiday coming in 19 points. He had 19-7-4, though, which is not a bad stat line whatsoever. But oh. when you're missing Chris Middleton, you need to step it up just a tad. Uh, so who? let's, let's do this real quick. Uh, what is your prediction for these two Eastern Conference series right now? What do you think is happening from where we are right now, two games in? Um, to be completely honest with you, man, I think it's going Miami in four. I'm going to just say that right yeah. now. And I think it's going to be Boston in seven. I do think it's going to be Boston in seven. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Depending on how long Chris Middleton is out, though, I guess I should say. Yep. Uh, I think Miami in five. Because they're either going to steal a game tonight or they're going to steal a game when Joel comes back next on uh, Monday. So, or Sunday, whatever day that is. Um, so I think Miami in five. And I think I like the Boston seven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with you on that as well. So I like it. I think I want Boston, dude. I'm usually not a person that roots for Boston. Nothing, not because I don't like him or anything. I just don't usually find myself rooting for him. But I, I think I want to see him go to the finals this out of the East. Yeah, you know, if Kyle Lowry wasn't on the Heat, I would be right there with you. But I got to root for my boy, man. I got to root for my boy Kyle yeah, Lowry, that. the Bulldog, man. I got to root for him. Um, I respect it. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind to see Boston there either. But moving on to the West, uh, we have a game tonight, uh, Phoenix and Dallas. Phoenix is up 2-0. Sag. No, Luca has been absolutely carrying. He's actually averaging the most points per game in playoff history as of right now. Um, so you know, if he can drop thirty five these next two games and, you know, still lose, he would still have the title. He would have the title of highest points per game ever in playoff history. Although he didn't go all the way, so it would be a little stained, but man, that's still cool to see from the twenty three year old man. Luca is Everybody was. Everybody thought I was crazy his rookie year when I said, I don't think it's very far-fetched to say that he could be the greatest player of all time. His resume is 
not quite looking up to it because he hasn't really made a conference finals or a finals appearance. But you know, he's got to start he's got to start banging out these conference finals and finals appearances within the next year or so. Um if he wants to stay on track, obviously he's still a great player, you know. Um but Phoenix, man. They're tearing mm. him up. Yeah. Just good, dude. Yeah. Um I think really the X factors for Dallas are, you know, Jalen Brunson, Dinwiddie. If they if they stink, they're gonna get swept, right? They're not gonna win a game if those two can't contribute their fifteen ish points. So, like Luca, ne- Luca needs his thirty five, and then those two need to both get fifteen to twenty, right? Yeah, they can. They're just they're just like I like I mentioned earlier, Phoenix defense is just better, so it's a lot harder for them to get those points and help Luca out and help him kind of take like yeah. ease off a bit and right? maybe but i don't know man maybe a rotational switch man like maybe josh green shouldn't be getting 12 minutes in a playoff game maybe he should be going to trey burke maybe marquise chris maybe frank nilakina i don't know just change something up i mean boban marjanovic did not play which i kind of expected He's getting up there in age can't really move um but reggie bullock coming through with the 16 points he is an absolute just a flame starter. I don't really know. He's just a firework, man. That guy yep. can get buckets. And his perimeter defense isn't that bad. Um, And then you have Dorian Finney-Smith, who I have, on, I have, I know for a fact on this podcast, I have said he is the perfect role player. Um, You know, not really showing himself in the playoffs. Uh, You know, kind of lacklustered. I haven't really paid attention to him on defense. So I'm sure his defense is fine because nothing's really stuck out to me. But he yep. did have a plus minus in game two of minus twenty eight. Which granted yeah, Luca did too. Very, uh, but Luca Yeah, but Luca had thirty five, seven and five instead of two, one and one. So yep. you know, I think uh, Dorian Finney Smith needs to step are. up. Yeah, you know who the Mavs are missing right now that I keep forgetting is just out? Who? Tim Hardaway Jr. Yes. He's been out since like what Christmas ish? Yeah, well, he's, that, he's been out. He's been out for a very long time. They're missing him so bad right now. Yeah, because he is somebody that usually will get those points that Brunson or Dinwiddie may not get. Right? Yeah, he is somebody that will help that that load. He is also he's a decent defender. He's not the best, but he's definitely not a scrub on defense. He can definitely get the job done, which would also help because Dallas has like no defenders, right? I mean, Dorian Finney Smith, pretty much. That, yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Dwight Powell is very good in the pick-and-roll defense because he can switch and defend the smaller guards. Yeah. But when somebody puts his back to him and posts him up, he's kind of a defensive liability there, mm-hmm. um, along with Maxi Kleber, uh, you know, kind of undersized for his position at the forward. Um, you know, sometimes they even play him as center. Definitely undersized there. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I know they're in the second round of the playoffs. However, they are down 2-0. I think they need to blow the team up. In the- I'm not going to lie. I think they need to keep Luka, Spencer, and Jalen if they can keep Jalen. Jalen's going to want a bag. Uh, but keep Luka, keep Spencer, keep Jalen if you can, and wipe the floor with everybody else. Get a brand new team in there. Obviously, I know that can't I'm happen. Nobody, no, no team can get rid of yeah. nine players in an offseason. But, you know, just start working towards that. Uh, but I'm with you there because you could almost with those three players that you mentioned to keep, you could almost run something like what Cleveland did with LeBron and Kyrie. Just have 
somebody bring the ball up every time, right? Somebody different. Have different sets for whoever's got the ball in their hand and keep the defense yeah. on their toes. Like it's that way. It's just not Luca. Yeah. Or yeah, whatever. Not bringing it up every time because that then you kind of know what's going on, right? Yeah. Luca's always got the ball. He's never doing like a Steph, for example, always moving, always trying to get open, all that. Like I think that's what makes the Warriors good and Steph good is he isn't all isn't always the primary ball handler. He's always got plays set for him where he's moving around. Yeah, getting defenses switched and lost. Like I think Luca needs to be doing the same thing because he can shoot really well too. Mm-hmm. So and get a good mismatch going. But right. I'm with you. I think they just need to kind of reset. Yeah, and uh, but hey, man, Jason Kidd, shout out to him. Absolutely amazing, coach. showing his amazing playoff uh, awareness here. His defensive adjustments for Phoenix have been spot on. However, Phoenix is just loaded, man. They can stop Devin Booker, or you know they can contain him for a half, but then it's Chris Paul who's shooting 100% from the field, or it's Jay Crowder who's hitting open threes, or it's Mikhail Bridges who's getting to the lane and hitting those corner threes, or it's DeAndre Ayton getting his butt to the rim and actually being a force using his size, which we don't see that a lot lately here, but you know hopefully he can find that. Um, and There's just so many weapons, and Phoenix... With their coach, I can't even remember who their coach is, to be honest with you. Monty Williams. Monty Williams, duh. Um, he has gotten his play calling on offense, or I guess not really his play calling, but his progressions on offense. They will run a play. If the first thing's not open, most teams are like, okay, we have a second option or a third option. But I swear these Phoenix plays are so advanced that if the shot's designed for Devin Booker and it's not there, they pass to Chris Paul, it's not there, they pass to Mikel Bridges, it's not there, they pass to Jay Crowder, it's not there, they pass to DeAndre Ayton, it's not there, and then somehow it ends up back to, like, Jay Crowder after three progressions down their whole entire lineup, and then there's an open shot. Like, the plays, they... I don't know if he has a strange, like, way of running an endless play... To where, like, they go down the line and it's like, okay, we run this, and if it doesn't work, then phase into this. That doesn't work, phase into this. Like, I have no idea what his scheme is, but it just seems like there is always just a gears turning in every single Phoenix player's head when they're on the floor on offense, and they're just constantly working to get an open bucket. I don't know, man. I don't know either. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, a more advanced version of like 50 right like yeah. there's always a move to be made to try and get defenders lost or mismatched or whatever and it seems like obviously it'd be more advanced that we're talking about nba versus middle school <laughs> yeah but still the movement seems the same right it's always moving around sometimes you cross go paint come out like it's just a whole it's like you said it's just a but it seems like a bunch of different plays maybe mixed together that just are constantly moving turning switching how they run all that yeah um. So, but yeah, I don't. I don't see any way that Dallas wins. By the way, yeah, I don't. I that's exactly what I was about to say. I want to see Dallas pick up two games. However, I don't think they will. I think it'll end in five, maybe even four. I don't know. Uh, unless they pick up one in these next, like they've got to pick up one I, really tonight, right? Like they need to win tonight, or I would say it's over. Yeah, in four. I agree. Um, I agree. Moving on though to, I think, without a doubt, the most interesting second-round matchup of the entire playoffs. We have Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors. 
Warriors stole a game at the FedEx Forum. Is that what it's called, the FedEx Forum? Yes, it is. Yeah. Warriors stole a game at the FedEx Forum. They're going back to... It's not Oracle anymore. What's it called now? Oh, goodness, dude. I don't know. I'm calling it Oracle. It's going to bother me. They're going back to Oracle tonight. <laughs> and, um... Or not tonight, sorry, tomorrow night. And, you know, I wouldn't doubt if the Grizzlies steal another one back. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, you can go ahead and say what you got to say. No, I finish. I'll, I have just a couple of thoughts, so you go ahead. But John. I think it's absolutely crazy to me that Ja Morant is averaging 40 and a half points this series. And he's also averaging eight and a half rebounds, nine assists. He is putting on an absolute effing show. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. And I think, you know, you said it's very interesting. I think the only reason that's interesting is because if Ja, like, is Ja going to score 40, right? And that's the only way they're going to ever win a game against the Warriors, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the sad part. It, if he doesn't score 40-something points, they're going to lose. Game one, he scored 34. They lost. Only by one, granted. But they lost. Uh, and that's because you can't trust... I know Jaron Jackson had 33 in game one, but that's because Draymond Green got ejected. Yeah. Like, if Draymond's in that whole game, Jaron Jackson doesn't get over 20. Yeah. So, I... And that was proven in game two. Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain both had under 15 points. And Dylan Brooks wouldn't have been any better. Like, that's the difference between Minnesota and uh, the Warriors. The Warriors can guard everybody but Jaw. Minnesota could only guard Jaw. So he kept making plays anyways, right? It yeah. doesn't matter. It didn't matter if he shoot bad. Everybody else is open. So I just think that if Jaw doesn't score 45, 47, 50, whatever, they're not going to win a game. Outside of that, right? Like, I just don't think yeah. that they have enough Jaw. for the Warriors' defense to do anything. Yeah, Jaw is their absolute condition. And it's really it tough. Sucks, it's bro. really tough that Steven Adams is out for Memphis because I think he could contribute very well to this series um, because you could have your your defensive anchors like Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain. You could have them worried about, you know, Wiggins or, Play Thompson or you know Curry or Jordan Poole, um, you know out there on the wing, stuff like that. But with no Stephen Adams, you have Jaron Jackson who is very undisciplined on defense, which is the saddest part about him. He's a very good defender. He's a very good defender, but he cannot stop committing fouls in the paint. It has been it has been a thing. It has been a staple of Jaron Jackson's career so far. Will he get better about it? I have no clue. But he is just so undisciplined. Is that a word? Or am I misdisciplined? Yes, undisciplined. You're yeah, correct. it's undisciplined. Undisciplined yeah. is right. Undisciplined on defense. And, you know, that's that's their lose condition. You know, their win condition is Ja Morant. Obviously, he has got to put on a show to get them anywhere. But also, they can lose the game by Jaron Jackson fouling out in 20 minutes of playing time. So, you know. Yep. Will will the Grizzlies win the series? I don't think. I really don't think so. Uh, but will they give it a good effort? 
that? I do think Absolutely. so. I think it will go six or seven. Yeah, I think every game will be within 10 points. Um, And also to the Steven Adams point, that hurts them offensively too because the Warriors are going to play small ball, right? Like they're not going to put a big lineup out there. So if Jermon Green has to focus on Steven Adams, uh, like a little bit, obviously he's going to go to Jaron Jackson, but then who's going to be on Steven Adams? Like Steven Adams is skilled enough to just back somebody down and score, like post hook, whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Pick and roll. Yep. So I think that is a lot. That's a lot more overlooked, just because he's not been an offensive guy at all his career, and especially not in Memphis. So I, I think that's where it hurts a lot too. So, hope is he going to be back anytime soon? Like, what's his, what's his diagnosis? Like, what's the injury? I haven't seen. I have zero clue, man. Absolutely. Zero. I have yet to see like an update on why he's out. Haven't seen a thing. Undercovered. Um. But yeah, I think every game's gonna be within two points. I don't know if I said that already or not, or whatever. Uh, but uh, I think Golden State and six would be my prediction. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with State and six. Yeah, I'm I'm finalizing that thought, putting it in stone. Game six. You got any stone? Warriors. Stephen Curry, fifty points. Ooh. For the closeout game. When was the last time I saw Steph put up fifty? So I think three months ago. I think he did it right at the right at the end of the regular season, right? Or maybe uh, did you know Victor Oladipo put up forty at the end of the regular season against the Magic? Yes, I, did. I was looking like his. I forgot. I don't know if I saw that and forgot or what, but I was looking through like his past few games. Yeah. On ESPN, I saw that I almost threw up for a second. Surprised. Almost threw up. In a good way. Yeah. Not in disgust. In uh, in other news, before we close out the episode, today's podal was Frank Kaminsky. Frank the Tank. He's already been the Podal, too. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't do it, but I didn't do the Podal in a while because I suck at it. I have to look at the picture. I have to get it. Oh, really? I'm so bad at, like, I'm so bad at guessing it, dude. Oh, man. Nah, like, I it's a shame. I only use the silhouette if I'm on guess seven and I haven't figured out what team it's on. I get that. Um, but man, a few weeks or like a week ago, it was Jalen Smith, bro. I've heard his name like twice ever. I didn't get it. I think we talked about him once. We talked about him one time. Yeah, goggle man. What a beast. Yeah. Um. But who's your finals winner right now? Is it still Phoenix? You think? Finals winner right now. Yeah, I'm going Phoenix. I think I'm with you, honestly. I might even go. I might even say Boston. For some reason, I'm on a heavy Boston train right now. Yeah, you know what? I just, me, I just like me what too, I'm. Kind of, I just like too. what I'm seeing, dude. I just like what I'm seeing. Um, I've been trying to find somebody to root for the rest of the playoffs. You know, just kind of see what they got. And I think it, I don't know, dude. I think it's just the way that they're they played so good. Usually, they all kind of trio of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum kind of fall off as they get deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, but they've been staying strong yeah so far so i think i'm just like rallying around the fact that they're putting it together for the long haul so far instead of just playing good for a few games and they lose in the second round just because they can't keep it together obviously it's early in that series but still yeah um then you back man i uh i'll go with phoenix though man phoenix or boston but Guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Press Breaker Podcast. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for not being here last week. Um, 
we will be better about this. At least, at least we will give you guys good updates on if it's not gonna be a good week. Because, <laughs> you know, you never know. Last week was a fluke. Yeah, last week was an absolute fluke, I will say. Um, it's usually if we're not gonna record, we let, we let y'all know. Yeah. But. For sure. But, um... Anyway, guys, make sure to like the podcast, favorite the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, do whatever you got to do on your platform to show any sort of support if you guys want. Um, also, follow us on Twitter at press underscore breaker. Um, good stuff. Good stuff there. And uh, we will see you guys next week, every Friday, 8 a.m. Central, maybe 6 p.m. Central. What time is it? Oh, it's 5. Maybe 5 p.m. Central. I don't know. This is what's crazy is if you listen to this podcast, as soon as it comes out, just know that probably about 30 minutes beforehand, we were actually recording it. How crazy is that? Right. We're going from, we're going from the studio to your guys' ear in like 20 minutes. Probably less than that, to be honest with you, because it should only take me like, yeah, I don't know. I'm talking. About to say, if the, fiber, if the fiber's rolling. The fiber is always rolling. I will say that. The fiber is always <laughs> rolling. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you guys. We'll see you next Friday. Uh, love you guys. Stay safe. And uh, peace.